The following content is provided by MIT OpenCourseWare under a Creative Commons license. Additional information about our license and MIT OpenCourseWare in general is available at ocw.mit.edu. So, um, what you're going to do to start with is you, you've got your, your model right, drawn on your, on your, on your blocks. The first step you're going to do is you're going to saw with a bandsaw your cut for the deck plan, right? And then I took a shortcut that I, I don't think Chris is going to want you to take. <laughs> I've done a lot with a bandsaw, so I, and he wasn't here, so I got away with it. But what you're going to do next is you're actually going to hot glue this piece of scrap back on your model, okay? That way, when you're cutting out this plan, you have the support of a square model, right? Rather than trying to run it through the bandsaw like this, okay? This is a safety, a safety thing. Um, you could, if you, if you really, I mean, the thing about running, you know, that's a lot of work for the saw to do in, in that dimension. That's a lot of cutting for it to do. You probably saw it smoked a little bit when I was cutting. Um, so uh, what you may, and it would be perfectly fine to actually translate, when your model looks like this, you've got this line drawn on here, you could translate it over onto this plane. You know, just take a square and square it over, make a few marks, and just draw a rough line, and then saw it this way with the round side up. Um, that's, that's perfectly legit, too. Does that make sense? It's, it, it, you might find it easier to do that way. It's a few extra steps of marking, but that, that would be fine. Um, uh, the, yeah, so basically I sawed out that deck line, and then I sawed out the, the profile. Simple enough. So now comes the, the, the fun part of shaping this down. Um, there's a, I put a little cleat on the back of it so that you could put it in a vise and clamp it in place. You'll want to do that. Let me let Chris in. <laughs> um, one of the things about the cleat to remember is that you want to mount it up high on the back of the model, right, because the model has more body at the shear. Most of your models may be very thin down here, and those screws will poke through, and that, that'll be kind of depressing. <laughs> so be wary of that. Uh, so the first thing I want to the, the other thing to note is that the, you, want to cut, um, you want to cut this line first in, in this view. Cut this line first, because when you cut out, when you cut out this line, you lose the drawn line for, the first, for that deck line, right? That's, this is scrap now. So remember that little detail. <laughs> so now I no longer have, I have a drawing on the back of the model showing the profile, but I don't anymore have a drawing for my deck, deck plane anymore. I can redraw it if I want, but it's, for now it's gone. So what I want to do uh, briefly as possible is go through um, just how to use uh, the various tools to achieve the finished model. Um, and one thing too is that when you're, make, when you're using these uh, tools to, to work the model, you're not really using these tools as they're designed to be used. You know, planes are made to cut fairly straight shapes and you're cutting a curved shape. So it's a, a real different knack to how you, how you actually use the tool. So, one of the, so for doing this kind of a, a concave shape, a spoke shape is, is great. Um, there are these, these are really nice spoke shapes, but, but they won't take off much material. So this is more of a finish finished tool. This one has a, has a rounded bottom, so it'll fit into that con 
uh, concave shape, but it's, um, it's actually too extreme for this one. So I want to grab, Kurt, would you grab a, one of the blue uh, flat shaves out of there? Um, one, of the, one thing to remember with the, with the tools is that the, the main distinction um, between these different, different tools is the, uh, I was looking for a flat bottom one. If there, there should be one in there of oh, the blue kind. Um, the real difference, of course, is the length of the, of these tools is the length of the sole, right? And that, and basically, the, this, this will cut a, a straighter shape, but it won't ever, you know, fit into that void right down at the bottom. It, the blade will never touch. So this, this plane, being smaller, can come closer. You can also skew the planes, um, which effectively shortens their length on uh, I don't have any flat blues. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't have any of that. Thought I did. We'll try using this. Uh, some. Yeah. This won't quite do it. Um, yeah. This just won't quite do it. So let's go with this guy. The real knack <laughs> to get with with planes is adjusting them. Um, But you can see I can shape this down pretty readily and start to work that shear. What you have to do when you're cutting these lines is you always have to get down low and look at the line. You have to foreshorten the curve and then see if it's fair. This is the, the word you're going to hear more than anything is fair. Um, and what that means is that the line is a, is, a, is a steady sweep. It's got no bumps and hollows. And you can get so, even with my thick glasses, <laughs> you can get so you can see um, you know, like a, a millimeter easily over pretty long distances, um, you know, over a few feet, certainly. So always get down and look at the line. You know, Tony drew these pretty sketchy um, shear lines. So you just have to kind of be in the middle of that for now, and just, but just keep looking at it. And if it looks nice to you, then it's probably fair. But any kind of, any sort of bump and hollow, uh, you'll get a sense of this as the class goes on. Another thing with the tools is that as you, <laughs> You always have to be planning downhill, right? The grain of the wood is running, is running out on this edge in this way. As I go uphill, it'll just shred, right? The, 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 the knife will grab a chunk of wood and just tear it right out. So you have to kind of go until the point where it, um, where it stops, where it starts to, um, to tear out and then come back the other way. And it can be kind of fussy to, to get to that point in the middle, just, you know, blend in a nice fair way. One thing, you'll notice that the plane is chattering a little bit. It makes, a little, makes that, little, that little grunting sound. That's, um, that means you're probably trying to cut off too much, right? So you can back out the iron just a little bit. These, um, these irons are... Uh, you know, they're, they're quite sharp. I sharpened everything before I came. Um, so this is the knife. It's a little cutting edge. You can see the bevel, how the cutting edge is shaped. It's actually pitched in this way. So the bevel is down on this plane. Um, and these little, uh, 
these little things are set too tight. Um, Well, you, the, the, all this does here, this thing just holds the iron in place. Um, these little set screws, <clears throat> try not to adjust them because they're, they should be set right. You have two adjusters here. If you screw it down, it pushes the blade out. Relax it. Um, it'll pull, it, pull the blade out. So that's how you make your adjustments. You can also adjust the attitude of the iron in the blade because there, there are two, two of these screws. So you can make one side come down a little bit and one side, um, so one side go the other way. Um, one thing you always want to do as well, uh, excuse me, I want to grab a square, is while you're in this, in this phase, you really want to think two-dimensionally, right? You're working, you're working this phase to get this shape correct, right? So one thing that's important is to keep checking the square of the, of the, of the piece. Right now, it's a little down. Um, on the outside, up forward, right? If you, if, because you're, you're defining, by cutting here, you're defining the shape out here. If it's not square, then this, this shape is not correct relative to that. So even when you're doing a crown, if some of you are doing crown, um, you can adjust for that later. But at this point, you know, just think two-dimensionally. You're trying to get this shape correct all the way through the shape, all right? Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to, these, these shapes, you'll fuss with these shapes quite a bit. <laughs> um, and I don't want to get into too much, too much of that right now. One thing, too, is that you can, you can affect, you'll find that the shear line, the, the radius of this curve is changing. It, it, it's a little bit tighter here, and it's more relaxed up here. It's almost straight coming up forward. So you may need even a different tool to do the very end. So you come in and, again, I'm holding the plane kind of skewed. And I can kind of blend in, you know, that that shape up forward. So if you if you sight down this thing, that curve, you know, it's pretty it's pretty consistent. You know, it's not there's no bumps and wiggles anywhere in it. Um, so kind of be just constantly be foreshortening those curves and, and looking right down them. Um, yeah, I used to I used the block plane for that. Um, but th these are all variations on the same theme, right? They're, they're all basically, they're all basically planes. They're all chisels, you know, with a with a with an iron body to control them. But they'll do different things. Like like I say, this this will do a really tight curve if you have one. This a little bit more relaxed. I can also adjust how relaxed it by by lengthening the sole on the wood by skewing it. Um, this one, you know, I, again I can I can adjust it to the curve by by moving it around. It'll all become second nature soon enough. Um, after you, one of the things after you sawn the shape um, on the bandsaw, most of you have a pretty straight transom. That's pretty easy to get that, you know, with the end grain sander um, over there. You can make that into a nice plane that way, and that'll be dead at right angles to the back, and that's what you want. Um, the rest of the shape. Uh, See, now I want to get the, um, the bottom of, of my model, uh, the attitude of that correct. And so for this kind of thing, this, this would tend to make lots of little bumps and hollows. Right now, the, the surface is straight and then convex right in this plane. So this would be a better tool. I'm going to be going over this, you know, for two days. So <laughs> lots of more detail. Whoa. 
Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what did I do wrong? I guess I didn't have this thing all the way in. So that is just way too much cut on that, on that plane. That shaving is way too thick. Um, so I'm going to back out the iron. This is the adjuster on this. Little less cut. And what I'm doing is I'm starting wherever, wherever I'm furthest away from my line, which is at, th at this point is right, right here. I'm about a, I'm actually about a quarter inch away. Um, try to get this to work right. So I could sit here like this and take a little while. It'll get there, or I can use this plane, which is a real get it done kind of tool. <laughs> Um, it's called a scrub plane, and I can poke the iron out. Actually, with the pine, I can take off about an eighth of an inch at a time, right? So I can just take this thing and just rough it in with this guy. Again, I'm trying to stay square across the bottom. But this, this plane is about as far from a finish tool as you can get. <laughs> so I basically, um, oh, I want to do more than that. Basically, because the sweep of the of the um, of the sear, it goes both directions. So, if you have drag to the keel, right, it should be running out all in the same plane. You may find inconsistencies in the wood, right? So you have to read the wood. If it's tearing out on you, um, probably you need to plane the other way. So just feel what the wood is telling you. So I'm trying to make a. You know, more or less straight section here that begins to kind of dive uh, to meet the bow. So now, I, one thing is I've gotten it kind of close to that crew tool. Now I can come back with this finer tool and just kind of blend everything in so it's, it looks like something, you know. So now I've got, I've got a sear, I've got some idea of the bottom of the boat. You know, I don't know if that's what I want or not. And now I want to work in uh, this, this little forefoot area right here. Um, one thing you can do is you can just take the, this little plane and kind of sort of rock it around that curve. Another thing that I like to do, um, you could also kind of maybe fuss that in with the end grain sander. Uh, the problem with the end grain sander is you can't, you'll have it on a piece on the table like this, you can't see the line. Right, so you can shave a little bit and look at it and shave and look at it. Um, but I really like to use uh, chisels for this. Just sort of freehand that curve. And my technique with the chisel is um, you got one hand driving it and the other hand, my thumb is making it slice just a little bit and that's a nice controlled way um, to work that shape in. 
and I can go, nice sharp tool, I can go right across the grain. Be very careful um, of this corner under your models. It loves to fall off. It's his favorite thing to do. We can always glue it back on, but it can, it'll set you back a little bit. So I'm leaving this model kind of fat because I'm going to, I've, I've stepped the center line off on this, on this model. The, um, my center line is actually you know, an eighth inch or so inside of this edge. We talked about that yesterday. So I've got some idea of the shape on the, of the profile of the boat. Now I want to just sort of finesse this curve a little bit here. And uh, for that, Ruben, yes, sir. You know, areas, areas like the bow, uh, when I uh, did a model recently, those are, those are areas that you just really want to have patience with. I mean, yeah. there's certain areas where you're taking a lot of uh, yeah. material off. And, That's a good point. And, yeah. and there's certain areas where you really want to think and go slowly and make sure that you've got the tool that you're using, the right tool yeah. and the tool under control. And that, and that the grain the grain is the right way, especially on ingrain. Uh, you want to make sure that you're going very carefully. Yeah, one of the things, uh, yeah, like Rich says, you know, that on this face grain section, you can be pretty brutal with it. But on the end grain, go really tiny little cuts is the way to go. Or sand it is the way to go. Um, and the other thing is that as you're looking at your line, when you use the, use the, um, the, the bandsaw, I know what it's called, um, you know, it's probably going to be a wiggly line, right? And so the first step, and I should have said this, is to kind of, is to try to bring yourself uniformly off that line, right? So if it's an eighth inch in one place and a sixteenth in another, in another make, make the whole line a sixteenth of an inch away, and then take the whole thing down at the same time. That's the best way. So bring it down consistently. So look for the places where it's the furthest off. Like, it was the worst off here, so I just beat that down with the scrub plane, and then you know, and then blended the rest of the line in. Um, so now to work this deck line, um, I could redraw it on here, which you may want to do. But for now, I'm just going to make it so I, I think it works. And you'll notice that the plane, the plane does a pretty good job on its own of finding the high spots um, as you're going along. You know, it's kind of a spot right here it wants to cut. You get, you get used to this sort of wrist action where you're sort of throwing the plane around. You have to get it right at that point where the blade is hitting, you know. It's pretty easy to go like this and not playing anything, right? So just, you'll feel it, you'll sort of trip it around the iron. Again, you know, you should be constantly checking for square, um, you know, in, in, in this plane now. Now I'm pulling the plane toward me because I got run out any other way. And I'm still not being too fussy about anything. Just, <laughs> just sort of working it in. Um, so like right now, if you look at that, you look at this deck line, you can see up here it's kind of it's kind of hollow in there. You can see that little bit of it's sort of concave in that plane. I don't know if you can see that or not. Um, right up in there, it just kind of goes. Can you see that little tiny wobble? <laughs> I can. <laughs> you will when you're looking at it more closely. That that's not correct. You want to take that out if you can. So I'll probably just blend it back in here a little bit more. You know, at this point, I, I still know that like. 
on, on this model, that I'm too wide here, I know that. Um, but I'm, I'm just let it, letting it go. You know, all the lines that Tony drew were kind of oversized, so. Yeah, that's, that's fine now. So now, um, once you're at this stage, um, and it may not go as fast, um, once you're at this stage, now you can begin shaping those sectional shapes. Um, I don't have a drawing of it on here. You, you have your drawing. You can take a piece of cardboard and cut it out to that shape, and you can hold it up to it and gauge it in. Um, but I just want to do this um, quickly, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and just start knocking it back. This is, this is the thing. Um, the, the one way to think about this is that your model along this perimeter is done, right? So the most amount you have to shape is, is out here. You've got to knock that whole bilge off. In this model, like the aircraft carrier in the middle, there's, there's almost nothing to, to knock off there, but you have a lot in the end. So think about where's, where the most has to come off. Now, in this model, it's going to be really here and back in here. You know, all of this has to be cut away. So pardon me while I get my workout for the day. Um, so I'm going to start right on that, this little bills line. See, it's tearing out really badly um, right in here. The, that's that run out problem. So I want to go the other way. You can flip the model around, or you can just take this and pull it toward yourself. So I can even take off more wood than I am. This is. I used to working with pine. <laughs> Shapes a lot easier than the teak. But I'm still trying to focus my effort where the most wood has to come off. And as you're doing this, um, don't ever go ahead of your own thought process. If you if you find that the tool is too aggressive and you can't see. If you're taking too much wood off somewhere, slow down, use another tool, and just sort of slow it down, kind of smooth it out so you can see it better. Um. Can somebody hand me a pencil? I think there's in a jar um, on the table. Oh, I got one here, thanks. One of the things that I'm, you should do is, if you're stepping your model off like I am, make a line around a perimeter at this point. And you shouldn't ever plane that line away, right? Because that's, that's part of the shape of the boat. So I've just made a quick little line along this edge. So I, I know where to stop. <clears throat> Is any of this making any sense to anybody? No answer. <laughs> I think that you know so much of this is best learned by doing. Um, so I'm being deliberately brief with this. So I think I'm about at the point um, with this aggressive tool uh, where I want to stop. 
I don't want to get ahead of myself either. But you can see a couple of things that are beginning to take shape. One is that the, the bilge, the bilge is that, that point of greatest curvature. If you took a slice sectionally along the boat, there's always a point where the curve is the greatest, and that's the bilge. But you see how it sweeps up the hull? It's lowest in the middle, then it sort of sweeps up as you go around. You see that? It's kind of a knuckle right here, but it's sweeping up around the boat. Um, that's something you really want to work with. This, this boat is going to have a fair amount of hollow in these end sections. So it'll be kind of almost like a constant radius curve around here, but kind of hollow in the ends. Um, so what I can do is take my uh, block plane. I just want to kind of undo the damage that the scrub plane did. <laughs> take the rough stuff off. You may find for this job that a, a spokeshave is more intuitive. One nice thing about a spokeshave is you can, you can look right down in the tool and you can see exactly where the wood is coming off. Right? So you know right where you're, right where you're shaving. <clears throat> I'm going to go the other way uh, to get, some, get the right attitude. The bench was interfering with the tool. to this plane here because this section, the run of the boat tends to be kind of straight. The bilge tends to rise in a pretty straight line up in here and I want to, this will help me make sure that it's straight. You're going to have a little pencil line out here for your transom um, so you're not going to be guessing quite as much as I am. Um, but basically I think hopefully you can start seeing how you'll have a midship section and you're taking that shape now and you're kind of blending it into this shape that you are aware of back here and then you're blending up to be a fine point up in this end. Um, for this point back here, I want to switch to this round, round bottom uh, spoke shape because this is quite hollow. I mean, one of the things, you see, I'm, I'm not, I, there are all kinds of rules of woodworking where you'll follow the grain and you know, be, be aware of the, the grain. In the model making, you've got to follow the model. So don't let the wood dictate to you how you want to shape it. This, I'm trying to fit this thing right into the hollow part of the, of the tuck here, it's called. And I'm being pretty aggressive with the tool. And you kind of see that wine glass transom is just beginning to take some shape. It's got a long ways to go. <laughs> but I'm sort of increasing that amount of curvature um, all the way to the stern. <clears throat> I think I want to get right down here and look at here.
Um, it, it, likewise, again, th there's going to be some hollow up in the, in the bow of this boat, not quite as extreme as the other one, but I see I'm keeping this, the spoke safe kind of parallel to that sweep of the belt as you work around the edge. So up here, you're kind of, you're sort of going in this plane. And just look where the thing is cutting. Now, you don't want to be cutting out here. You don't want to cut up there. Just keep it in that little area. Now, I'm finding with that, um, with the, even that round bottom shape, I can't get this shape to be uh, quite what I like. So these little microplanes are pretty good uh, for this, the rasp as well. But I can run this, this little tool right in that hollow. It's not the fastest tool in the world. fills pretty quickly. Pencil. This is mostly to help you guys get a sense of the order of it and kind of what tools to use when. Um, I'm still feeling that that's not, um, that tool's not doing enough for me. So I think what I want to do um, instead is use, a, use this chisel and sort of pare out some of this shape. Oop. Is that really loud? All right. To do this, I'm using the, that little knuckle right there just to rock on the, on the back of that chisel and just sort of carve out. Um, some of this shape. Yeah, it's easy to break it like I just did there too. Um, we've also got these little gouges. Um, Chris has a bunch too, which you can use to um, get some of that hollow out. Um, trying to do this too fast. <laughs> um, so now I'm just going with a chisel. I want to just bring this down something like I want it at the line back here. Obviously, there needs to be a lot more shaping uh, back here, but it's starting to look baby like a boat, right? Um, I got it a lot further than I thought I, thought I would. I'm starting to see, though, um, just visualizing, this here is way too high. It's way, way too high. This thing should be down probably 3 eighths of an inch um, back here. 
So that's something that you know you can only really see um, when you're when you're taking that shape. Uh, so what I what um, so so that that all a way of indicating that that everything's organic, right? The lines you drew were just a rough estimate, and as you're shaping the rest of the model, it, it tells you more about the, the other shapes that you drew yesterday. So I think what I want to do is make a, a tapering line, something like this. I want to cut more off that stern and just sort of taper it on in to the bow. Um, and you all know how I'll do that. I'll just take the, the spoke shave and, and, that, and that block line and just begin cutting it down. But that's all the, this process is purely subtractive, right? The only thing you can do in this phase is take wood away. So, um, you know, you wouldn't want to cut that down until you started to see how this shape was, was developing down in here. Um, so, but now as you're seeing that shape, you almost don't want to take this to completion until you get this done, right? Because once you get that little lower, it'll tell you more about what this shape ought to be. Um, but the other, the other tool um, I want to show you, one of my favorite tools. My shop is 20 degrees, <laughs> 28 degrees. This is too hot to work in here. Um, this isn't sharp. This isn't sharp either, <laughs> but I, I, I'll get into this later, how to sharpen these. This is called a cabinet scraper. You get this kind of French curve shape or you get rectangular shapes. And it's a great tool for just shaping and shaving and working kind of slowly. It will, it, you know, it's, it's not cutting terribly, but it'll cut better than this. But you can really kind of work in. You can use the, the tighter radius curves to kind of work in uh, shape here. It's also great for taking out your tooling marks um, so you can see better about, you know, what you're doing. Sandpaper works well, too, but it, um, you may find it fills too quickly. Um, the last thing, um, I, I think, does anybody have any questions on that? Like I say, this is what we're going to be doing, so we'll be repeating everything. I, I just want you to get started. But why don't we all grab a... Uh, just everybody grab one of the block planes out of here. The block planes being these guys. Um, this, I think there are nine of them all told. Um, there's one here too. I just wanted, let's just go through, I'll use this as a demonstration, um, but like I say, the key to the using those planes is how you adjust them. Every one of you has some kind of a mechanism for, for raising and lowering the blade in the bed. Excuse me. Um, and there's always, as you as you go clockwise, you know it'll it'll push it out. There's always some built-in lash. There's always a little play, uh, right in, in this thing. So between backing it out and pushing it in, there's always about a, and some of them like a full turn, um, before they'll adjust. So everybody feel how that mechanism works. But you just want the the blade to be barely peeking out of the sole. Just just barely speaking. The rule, rule of thumb with these plants is they're only accurate when you're cutting off a tiny little bit. Right? So you can be quite crude with them. You can push the blade out to get a lot done. But if you want to be accurate, always back it out so that your shavings are, are basically uh, just translucent. Um, 
So this, this plane is just nothing but a, a big version of one of those. So like that, that shaving, that's a pretty good shave, pretty, pretty heavy shaving for this, this kind of job. You know, it's maybe, you can kind of get a feel for that. But if I do it on another piece here. Um, so yeah, that's what's staticky in here. <laughs> If I back this iron out, it'll just take a, you know, a shaving that you literally can see light through, <laughs> just a little piece of paper. When your shavings are that fine, the tool's accurate then and only then. Just remember that. So, and, the, and always the, for, for beginners, always the thing is to have the blade out too far. And if you're finding that you have to get the iron out too far to cut some kind of shape, you might just be using the wrong tool. You might want to switch to a spoke shave or something like that. Um, so the other adjustment uh, to note on these planes is the throat adjustment. Every one of you has a little knob on the front that you can loosen, and then a cam that'll open and close the throat aperture. So you want to adjust that. Um, the, the idea behind that throat aperture is it, uh, is it helps prevent tear out. Um, if you have it really open, and there's a nice heavy shaving. Um, but see that with it really open, it's just shredding the wood. See those big divots out of the wood? Um, what's happening there is that the, the shaving is, is large enough that the, the or the, the opening is, is large enough that the, the iron catches rather than cuts the wood and it just splits it away, right? If you close that throat down, you can reduce that a whole lot. So the throat should be only open wide enough for the, the thickness shaving you want to pass through the plane. So there's the first cut with the throat kind of with two open was over here. The second one was out here, and there's almost no tear out. So that's one way of controlling that is by, you know, basically every time you adjust how much blade you have poking out, you want to adjust that throat aperture. And that, that's just a knob and a cam on every one of those. Some of you, too, have little adjusters. Um, like this one doesn't, this kind doesn't have it. There's just this adjuster fore and aft. If the blade is crooked inside the, uh, inside the plane, you just have to grab the iron and sort of, you can loosen this cap here and just sort of twist it inside the, inside the tool. But others of you have, this, this one has it, I think. Yeah, this, this little, oh, that's loose there. Um, there's th this little guy here is what, steers the iron back and forth. That's, that's important if you're finding that you just can't keep it square. Like the more you cut, the darn thing just keeps tilting to one side, and maybe the iron is skewed slightly, so you want to get that perfectly square and bring it back so you can cut straight. Another trick about cutting square is to run your hand, this is, this is called trying, where you run your hand on the plane and along the side of the wood. It just helps you keep the plane this helps you keep it, keep it nice and square to the wood. If you're out here in the open, it can rock one way or the other and you'd never feel it. So if you just, you know, just, just have your handle on the side. So just again, to go through this process, you can take, take, this, take one of these big planes, have it set really aggressive, 
to do lots of work and then just back the iron out a little bit, close the throat down. And you feel how it's sort of skipping along? Basically, there, I was creating little you know, hills and swales with it set to aggressive. It wasn't cutting really quite easily. This is finding all those high points and bringing them down uniformly. Right? And now I can back it out yet more, close the throat yet more. And start taking you know those really nice savings out. Right. So that's that's in a nutshell the process. You know, set the tool to cut very well, and then bring it back in to let it let cut really finely. These tools, um, you'll just never get them to work as well as these little block planes. They're just not a real good finish tool. This one is. These are much better than the blue ones, but um, they're really slow. On the other hand, so I. I think I should stop talking and let you guys start cutting. Um, these, the tools that we take out of these bins here um, belong to my little organization. So um, whenever you take something out of there, please put it back in. So these, these chisels and all these block planes that are out um, are mine. I'll, I will inventory them. So if they get mixed in with Chris's, we'll find them. But help me. <laughs> so so what, just reviewing what you guys want to do is take your models and uh, how did it go? <laughs> Cut out your deck line, right? And then glue the block onto the, onto the side um, and then cut out this, this shape, the profile on this, this plane. And if you don't want to glue it on, you know, just transfer your lines over to, the, over to this side and, and saw it that way and then begin you know, cutting, you know, fairing out the saw marks and shaping the thing down. Does that all make sense? Unfortunately, there's only one of these scrub planes. So, you know, you, you have to share this one quite a bit, especially in the early going. Um, but that's it. Go to it, guys. I'll get that hot gun going. I have to say, if I were you guys, I would actually transfer the lines over onto this face. There are dust masks if people want to wear them. Um, it will be dusty while we're all sawing with a pants on. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you've got that kind of fuzzy line from, from uh, Tony, yeah. you can kind of go in the middle of it. But remember, if you want to step it off a little yeah. bit to leave some thickness on the back, then yeah. now's the time to think about that too. So if you're doing that, you can just cut on right on the outside of that whole line. The tool helps you keep things fair. It actually is your friend in that way. <laughs>